0: Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Polly. And before we start the show, we have a quick question for you.
1: Do you want to be on
0: Ear Snacks? Ooh, I want to be on Ear Snacks. Okay, do you know what to do, Andrew? Uh, no. How do I how do I be on Ear Snacks?
1: Okay, you get a grown-up mm-hmm. to go to earsnacks.org. Mm-hmm. Andrew, which grown-up are you going to ask?
0: Uh, you.
1: <laughs> okay. So, I'm going to go to earsnacks.org and I'm going to let Andrew and Polly know that you want to be on their
0: podcast Oh boy! Then I could be just like the kids that are on this episode of Ear Snacks
1: That's right Every single kid on this episode is a new friend We met because they went to earsnacks.org So what's bigger, a hippopotamus or the
2: moon? A hippopotamus a <laughs> <What? laughs> yeah, hippopotamus is bigger than the moon <laughs> I don't
1: know about that
2: your snacks Foley What's your name? My name is Victor. And I'm his brother Robbie. Halibot, Adeline, bye.
0: And where do you live?
2: Wonton, New York. Cordova Mills Co. Fort Worth, Texas. So, what is glass? Funking Clare. It's something that shows something that's inside it out of the glass. It's breakable.
0: And what kinds of things are made out of glass?
2: Glasses for windows. Cups and jewelry. Glass plates, like the turkey ones. Some candles, light bulbs made out of glass, bottles, sunglasses, mirrors,
3: glasses,
0: like for
2: dads. Ooh, what are glasses?
3: Glasses
2: are something. Glasses
3: are tools that help people see.
0: Ding ding ding! That's correct. Do you know anyone who wears glasses?
2: My mommy. Mimi and dad. My grandma, so she can read. My mom, my nana. Dad for stuff. And my papa. When he is not wearing his contact. I think it's the funniest thing ever.
1: Do you know anybody else who wears glasses? Like yeah, like anybody, anybody else? <coughs> like, you know, I don't <coughs> know. <coughs> Anyone? Like, maybe like somebody some on the podcast?
0: Like some cool people, like Andrew no. and Holly. Yeah, We do wear we glasses. We wear glasses. Yeah. Um, why do you think people wear glasses? Because...
3: She can't see really well. Glasses help people see in many
1: ways. I'm Andrew. And I'm Polly.
0: And you're listening to Ear Snacks, a musical podcast for kids about the world.
1: And about how people see the world. Yeah. I know somebody who sees the world through glasses. (gasps) Is it you? No, I mean, I do wear glasses. No, no. (laughs) But I have another friend who sees the world through their glasses.
0: Oh, really? Who is it?
1: Let's see. (laughs) Wing wing. Beep. Hello, who's this?
4: This is Guy Raz.
0: Hi, Guy. Hi, Guy Raz. Hi.
1: So... I've heard your voice a lot on all your awesome podcasts, including one of our favorite podcasts, which is Wow in the World. But I've never met you in real life. But the other day I saw a picture of you, and you were wearing glasses. Yes.
4: Yes, I was. Why do you wear glasses? Well, I wear glasses because when I don't wear glasses, everything around me looks blurry. Are you wearing them right now? Right at this very exact moment, I am wearing glasses, yes.
1: What does it look like with your glasses on?
4: Well, everything is really clear. It's the fall, so the leaves are falling off the trees. The sky is crisp and clear and blue. And the light has that special glow at this time of year that says winter is on its way just around the corner. So what happens if you take your glasses off? Well, when I take my glasses off, words are really hard to read, especially words that are far away. So for example, street signs, or the names of shops, or even books, very hard to read without my glasses.
1: Well, we know that as part of your job, you get to talk to a lot of really interesting people about a lot of really interesting stuff. And we were wondering if you think there's something about the way those people see the world that helps them come up with those interesting things they want to do.
4: I think there is something very interesting about the way they see the world. And the way they see their world isn't just through their eyes, but also through their minds. What? Yeah, through their minds. (laughs) Their minds are like eyes, too. Like, right now... No one can see us, but all of us are imagining what we look like hanging out talking. So everybody has like a TV screen in their mind. And that TV screen can be bigger than the biggest giant movie screen. It's it's an open mind. And so if you see the world with an open mind, you can come up with all kinds of amazing ideas and perspectives about... All the cool things that are happening in our world and the cool things that haven't yet happened. And nobody sees the world exactly like you see it.
1: Can you think of any specific examples of the way someone saw the world and how it helped them come up with an idea or an interesting thought?
4: There's a professor at Johns Hopkins University named Charles Lim, and he's a musician. He decided to be a a neuroscientist, somebody who researches the human brain. And he was always curious about why he felt a certain way when he played the violin and when he just let himself play it freely. And he thought, you know, I wonder if I can find the source of creativity. I wonder if I can actually put somebody's brain, somebody's body and their brain in a special machine called an MRI, which is like an X-ray, and scan their brain and see if I can get them to do creative things and figure out what's going on in their brain. And so what he did was he took jazz musicians and he said, hey, play jazz, play free form jazz, just kind of do your thing with jazz and uh, I'm just gonna check out what's going on in your brain. What did he see? Well, what he discovered was That when these musicians didn't have any notes or didn't have any kind of rules, they were just playing and listening to each other and trying to make music together spontaneously, the blood flowed to a part of the brain that scientists believe is connected to creativity that we all have. And the hypothesis that came out of this, the educated scientific guess, was that the more willing you are to make mistakes while you are performing or playing music or doing an activity or doing something creative, the more creative you actually become, the better you actually become at the thing you're doing.
0: That is super cool. That is good news because I make mistakes all the time. Yeah, me too. Makes me feel super
1: good about myself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have another question for you. I'm wondering if there's anything big that's happened in your life that changed the way you see the world, kind of like glasses, but not on your face, kind of like glasses for your brain?
4: Oh, yeah. The biggest thing that happened in my life that completely changed the way I see the world was when I became a dad. Really? Yeah, because all of a sudden, we would be walking down the street, you know, and my older son, he would just stop every few minutes and just look at a bug or... A leaf or a flower or a blade of grass or a plant or a bird. Everything that he saw around him was interesting. And one night we were outside and he was looking at the stars. And he started to ask me questions about the stars. And and, and he said to me, how can we get to that star? And that made me start to think about how to answer that question. Only to discover, through his incredible curiosity, that when we look up at the stars, we're looking at the past. Because the light that reaches us happened years ago. Wow. What we're looking at is the past. That's like time travel. Every night, we're all time travelers. (gasps)
1: That's a whole other episode, (laughs) you
4: guys.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, Guy Ross, thank you so much for being willing to be on Ear Snacks.
4: Thank you so much for letting me be on here Okay, tonight.
1: now, before you go back out into your day, make sure you have your glasses solidly on your face because right. we don't want you to trip. It's okay to make a mistake, but, yeah. you know, don't go tripping around your day now.
4: <laughs> well, I got some special lens cleaner, Ooh. actually, the other day, so I'm, they're extra clean and bright today. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Guy. Thank you.
2: You are listening to Ear Snacks with Andrew and Polly. Ear Snacks. Hello? Hi? Hi. Anybody out there? Hello? Oh,
0: hello? Who are you? Oh, I'm Louise, of course. Louise Giraffe. I've been on your snacks before. Who are you? Me?
4: Oh, I'm Ira.
0: Hmm. Are you related to Jan, the penguin janitor? Oh yeah, my cousin. Like four times removed. But you're not a penguin. I'm an iguana. An iguana? Yeah. Wearing? glasses. Oh yeah, of course, so I can
1: see super duper close with my glasses, but also I can see really low.
0: Oh I can only see low when I stick my head between my legs.
1: Oh I can only see high when I crawl all the way up your neck like this. Okay, here we go here I go here I go. I'm all the way up top top, top. now. Oh my gosh, I see so much stuff.
0: Oh yes you can see lots from way up here where my head is. The
2: tops of trees (laughs) sorry, I got a leaf stuck in my face.
0: No well Perhaps you should be wearing protective goggles instead of just those
2: eyeglasses.
1: Well, this is all I got. All I got. Get it? I do Oh, Hira.
0: I don't know why we're talking about
1: the letter I. This episode is not about the letter I. This episode is about eyes.
0: That's about glasses.
1: All oh, right. Okay. Okay. Really. Do you know any animals that wear glasses? Wait,
0: wait, 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 wait! hold on, Polly. Do animals even wear glasses?
1: No.
3: No, but m- maybe spectacle bears do. LOL.
2: <laughs> glasses are not made for animals. They're made for humans.
0: What does the world look like to a bee?
2: It looks like it's behind. Very big and bright. That's why they are attracted to flowers. To like honey. And honey bottles are made out of plastic, wood, and glass. Bees don't wear glasses, though. Well, how about
1: a bat? How do they see?
3: Bats can't wear glasses. They can see, but they rely on their ears. They use their echolocation. Or
2: mosquitoes,
0: because
2: they eat them.
0: (laughs) So why do you think animals see differently from each other?
2: Because they eat different things and they do different things. Gosh,
1: Andrew. Yes, Polly? It seems like lots of animals see differently from each other.
0: Yeah, yeah. Bees do see the world in a very interesting kind of hexagonal way. And bats see the world through their ears by making a map of sounds.
1: And that's called echolocation. Echolocation.
3: Echolocation.
0: Oh, 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 oh. And do you know how jellyfish see the world? I have no idea. Let's talk to my friend Julie about it. Okay. Hi, Julie. Hi. Why do you like jellyfish so much?
5: Jellyfish, they're just the most fascinating and misunderstood creature in the ocean. There's probably... About 2,000 species of jellyfish. They're so super old. They're over half a billion years old. Whoa! Yeah. They're like the first animal to ever pick themselves up off the seafloor and swim. Once you start looking at jellyfish, every single aspect of them is way more interesting than you
1: could have predicted. Okay, so here's the thing. I have looked at jellyfish before in an aquarium, and I cannot figure out for the life of me, on them where they have eyes or nose or ears or any, I don't know, how do they see or hear or smell or know what's happening?
5: If you look at a jellyfish very closely, even like a moon jellyfish, if you look around the edge of the bell, like the edge of an umbrella, you know, Mm -hmm. if you look really closely, you'll notice there's a little piece there that looks like whiter than the rest of the jellyfish.
0: Uh Uh-huh. What's happening right there? Okay,
5: that's where its sensory organs are. There's eight of these little, they're called ropalia. Ropalia.
0: Ropalia. Ropalia. Got it. Those ropalia help them smell, hear, feel the tides, see some light and dark. And and, stay upright. And stay upright. Okay, wow, those are really important sensors.
5: Yeah, and they're all sort of looking out into the world and saying, like, Danger, no danger. Food, no food. All those kind right. of things.
0: That's kind of what I do when yeah. I walk around the world. Exactly. Yeah, I'm looking for food and cars not to hit me, yeah. and, you know, for sandwiches. Yeah.
1: yeah, they know what's going on around them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to look for some ropelia next time I see a moon jelly at an aquarium. You
1: should. Okay, quick question. What do you call a really cute little tiny baby jellyfish? A stack of pancakes. What? what? Yeah. What are you even talking about? The larvae looks like a tic-tac with
5: fur on it, <laughs> and it swims down to the seafloor, and it mm-hmm. finds a place to attach onto OK. and it grows into what's called a polyp, a polyp. Mm-hmm. And then what happens is that polyp slices itself into a stack of pancakes. Each one of those pancakes grows like eight arms. What? And then it starts wiggling and jiggling, and the top pancake pops off the layer. What? Yeah, and pumps away, and then it grows into a medusa. And then the next pancake down grows its arms and starts wiggling and jiggling, and then it pops off the top. And so one polyp can form maybe a dozen medusa.
0: So it's like a little stack of of 12 baby...
5: Jellyfish. Baby jellyfish. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
5: Yeah. It's cool.
0: I read a word that has something to do with jellyfish, and maybe you can help me pronounce it. I think it's pronounced snidocyte?
5: Oh, nidocyte. Nidocyte.
0: Nidocyte. The C is silent. The
5: C is silent. Yeah, this nidocyte is their stinging cell. That's the name for their stinging cell.
0: I read that nidocytes are little tiny cells that can explode.
5: Do you know how fast they explode?
0: How fast do they explode?
5: So imagine you took a pencil and you held it above the table and you dropped it down. Okay. Okay, that's how fast gravity pulls on things. The speed at which a stinging cell in a jellyfish explodes is 5 million times faster. What? what? Yeah, it's true.
0: That is extremely fast.
5: So, like, they impale their prey. Whoa! And then those stinging cells pump out toxins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, and there's something really amazing about the stinging cell, too.
0: The nidocyte, yeah. Yeah,
5: so the nidocyte. OK, so not only does it explode at 5 million mm-hmm. Gs, and not only does it have, like, super crazy toxins in it, mm-hmm. but it's also got, like, amazing passcode protection. Passcode protection. What? Yeah, so the the nitocyte has to both hear and smell its prey before it will deploy the spear.
0: Oh, so they don't want to accidentally hear something that they think is prey, but then it turns out it's something different and doesn't smell like prey, so they don't want to accidentally sting it? Exactly. This is amazing. I did not realize, since jellyfish don't have a, a nose or ears, obviously, I didn't know that they could smell or hear.
5: They can,
1: it's just not in a nose or an ear. Right. It's in their stinging cells. Well, I'm excited to check out your new book, Spineless, all about jellyfish. And where else can I go to find out more information about jellyfish or, like, see some pictures or something like that?
5: There's a ton of great information at the Monterey Bay Aquarium's website. Mm-hmm. They were kind of pioneers in getting jellyfish to be able to live in aquaria, and they're really good at getting the jellyfish to go through that long life cycle.
0: Larvae to the polyp to the pancake stuff.
5: Exactly, from the polyp to yeah. the pancake. hmm
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes me hungry. Um, but I, don't, I think I would probably I'd <laughs> rather have some pancakes than some jellyfish right now.
5: I don't think jellyfish would taste as good with syrup. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, thanks so much, Julie.
5: Sure, my pleasure. Thanks for talking to me. It's been really fun.
1: What about people? Like, what about kids? Do kids see differently than grown-ups?
2: Yes. Because they're little and grown-ups are big. Because... When people are taller, they can see things higher. When people are smaller or mediumer, they can see things lower. Giraffes can see far away because they have a long neck and it goes way up high. It's per
3: perspective. People have different experiences and it affects how they see the world.
1: Perspective. That's easy to say. Perspective. What's the smallest thing you could see?
2: A mouth and it.
0: How could you make it look bigger?
2: I'm a flying glass. A microscope. A microscope. Ooh,
0: what about the biggest thing you can see?
2: The biggest thing is a hippo mm-hmm. giraffe. A hippopotamus.
0: Really? Okay, what about the farthest thing you could see?
2: The farthest thing away from our house is New Mexico. I can see mountain. Mm-hmm. The moon.
0: How could you make those things look closer?
2: Binoculars. A binocular or a telescope. telescope. I
1: wonder who might use a special seeing device as part of their work.
2: Um, A detective.
3: Construction workers. To help them see the fossils. Eye doctors and scientists.
0: So why do you think all these special seeing devices and glasses are made of glass?
2: And they're clear. You can see through them.
0: Any more stuff made out of glass? Last
2: call for glass stuff. The TV is made out of glass. Lights. Oh, here's the last thing that's made out of glass. Mm-hmm. Ornaments ornaments for our Christmas tree. They're made of glass. Do you think you will wear glasses someday? Maybe. Yes, Yes,
3: sunglasses to protect my eyes. I always do for sunny days.
2: In the summer, sometimes it's really sunny. Some purple ones. Sometimes I like to make weird glasses out of paper. And then I put sparks all over them. And then I put squiggles on the tops. And it makes a crazy shape.
0: Okay, last one. What do people say when they gently clink their drinking glasses together? Ding.
2: Cheers. 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 We love you. Bye. Goodbye. Good Bye. Thank you. Bye. And that's our show.
0: Thanks for listening to Ear Snacks.
1: Thank you. Thank you to. Blythe, Adeline. Hadley.
0: Victor and Robbie. And thanks to their parents,
1: too, who helped them be on the show by visiting earsnacks.org.
0: Special thanks to Guy Raz from NPR's Wow in the World and TED Radio Hour.
1: And How I Built This and all the other podcasts he's on. There's so
0: many. Yeah, he does lots of podcasts. You could listen to him. And you could see him wearing his glasses.
1: Thanks also to Julie Burwald for talking to us about jellyfish. You can find her awesome new book, Spineless, wherever you find books.
0: And you can read them with your reading glasses.
1: Through your eyeballs.
0: (laughs) Well, Polly, I use something different to read. Do you want to talk about that now?
1: No, we could talk about it next week. Okay, let's talk about it next week. Yeah, okay. Okay.
0: I'll see you there.